Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Todd Father, I got a special for you. Talk to Cherry me. Cherry Hill, New Jersey's finest. That's how I like oh. to start the intro here. Oh. Oh, He's got the whole that. crew today. The general manager that. of the Kansas City Royals who's moving and shaking all offseason long. JJ Piccolo joining us right now on FT Live for the first time. JJ, great to have you on. You got a couple Jersey guys here with you. How you doing? Yeah, I noticed that when I got the email. I felt like I was going back home. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, we got we got your fresh pie waiting for you, and you know a little uh, little antipasta if you're ready to go. So you tell I'm me. I'm ready, man. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. Hey. JJ, let's just get right to it. You guys have been super active so far this offseason. Why did you guys decide to be you know, more active than you have been in the past couple seasons? And can you give us a breakdown on some of the ex- signings that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty simple for us. We went through the whole year. We evaluated uh, what we thought we had. We weren't happy with our results at the end of the season. You know, I've said this a lot. I don't think we were a 106-loss team, but we lost 106 games. But we've got a we've got a good nucleus of, of some players like Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pasquantino, Michael Garcia, and there's others. Then there's some guys in our pitching staff that are going to continue to get better. But we need to jumpstart it. You know, the, this window right now is only going to be open for so long. Um, there were free agents that we really liked from a starting pitching perspective. Also, from a, the bullpen, we need to address the bullpen. And then we, we need to add a bat or two. So, um, you know, we were pretty aggressive right from the get-go, and uh, we're pretty happy with where we're at, at least at this point in the offseason. That's a good segue what I want to talk to you about, at least to where you're at. I mean, you signed really some veteran guys here <clears throat> that have been around the block. Was that, like, the first and foremost? Did you want to sign guys that had a little more experience? And are you guys still looking to sign more guys as you're going forward here? Yeah, that was definitely an objective because, um, you know, I don't know what our average age was, but we were one of the younger teams in the league. Uh, we have Salvador Perez, Jordan Lyles. We had Zach Greinke last year. Uh, but outside of that, we had a lot of guys that were in their second and third years in the major leagues and a lot of guys that made their debuts. So, you know, even though we like a lot of our players, we felt like when you add guys who've been in the playoffs, I think three of the guys have won World Series. All eight guys we've added have been in the playoffs. It should be a good mix. And you just think about what these players have gone through, uh, through their careers, getting to free agency. They're going to add a lot to that clubhouse, and we're going to mature a lot faster had we not made the move. So uh, they were the type of guys that when you talk to them, all they talk about is winning. You know, they're past the point in their career where they're worried about if they're a major leaguer or not. They know they are, and they want to win. So it was, uh, it was a good week. So does some of these moves – your window of winning, you said you kind of mentioned your window of winning. Is it kind of precipitated by the fact that Bobby Witt Jr. is not locked up for long term? Or is it a case that you sit there as a GM, VP of executive operations of excitement in Kansas City, <laughs> and you say, Hey, Bobby, we want to do this extension. Uh, well, we don't have anything that's going. Okay, we're going to sign this, this, we have this. Hey, Bobby, 
Do you want an extension or are these precipitated by, or are these like precursors to the fact that he hasn't signed an extension? Yeah, I, I think what, what Bobby and other players want to see is that we want to win. You know, you were here at Kratzy when we had things going pretty well. Um, it's an exciting place to play. But when you're trying to extend guys, um, they need to see a commitment. And our owner, John Sherman, and his entire ownership group have been outstanding through this whole process. They're very supportive of the decisions. They're excited about what we're doing. Uh, hopefully it's a precursor to things we can do in the future. But, um, you know, we're going to be focused. You know, Bobby, we like him a lot. There's other players we, we like a lot. Uh, but when players see that we're willing to do some things and shake things up and make some commitments, hopefully that that opportunity to sign Bobby long term becomes a reality. JJ, does any of this have to do with the new stadium proposal that we keep hearing about for the Royals, bringing in yeah. more veteran guys, bringing in a higher payroll, showing the people of Kansas City that you will spend given the opportunity? You know, I've been asked that question a lot, but but honestly, AJ, it, it's not. I mean, when we sat down at the end of the season, uh, John Sherman was really clear that he wants a more competitive team. And we talked about the avenues to get more competitive and free agency was one of them. So I, it's really completely separate from the stadium. I really steer clear of that. <laughs> That's not my expertise at all. Uh, I just want to get good players and surround the current players we have with guys that can win. So, uh, you know, I, I, as I've answered that question a couple times this week, it, it's there are two separate, two separate things that we're dealing with. JJ, how nice is that phone call, by the way? The owner calls you and says, oh, by the way, payroll restrictions are off. Here's 50 million. Go outspend the Red Sox, the Yankees, and all these Mets combined. Go get some players. Oh, great, Mr. Owner. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I'm on the phone now to every agent. Click. Yeah, no, he, he's been awesome. I mean, we, we knew we had some money to play with. We had about 30 million came off the books from last season. So you sort of assume we can spend 30. But when we got to the finish line, and it was really one more starting pitcher that we needed, uh, when we got to the finish line, it was really just a, a simple conversation with John and said, you know, we have options. We can trade some players, try to get another starter, or we can keep our lineup intact and go get a free agent that we know is a proven winner. And he's, it was a short conversation. He said, go ahead and do it. Let's, let's get it done. So it was, that was exciting. That was very exciting. So, JJ, I'll ask about the past and the future. So, uh, Ken Rosenthal, who I trust more than any other insider, said that you guys had offers to Sonny Gray and Eric Fetty. Did you play for guys like that now that that process is done and they signed? And is there anything else that you're looking to do this offseason? Yeah, well, sometimes I think Ken is in our war room somehow because he gets all the information. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, <coughs> what I've realized over the last say 48, 72 hours is we have 50 some days until pitchers and catchers report. We're certainly not packing our bags and getting ready to go to surprise Arizona right now. Uh, it gives us a chance to step back, evaluate where the team is, evaluate where the organization is. You know, our minor league system is always going to be vital in our any success we have in the major leagues. But we have the opportunity now to, to look to improve this team on the margins, to try to finish it off. Uh, if it happens or not, I, I really don't know. I hope it, I hope we can do a few more things. Uh, but also, we, we can eye up ways to acquire some prospects uh, now that the, the 24 team looks like it's fairly settled. So we're not, we're not packing our bags and shutting it down for the winter. We're going to keep pushing. How much does being in the division you're in help you out? Because let's be honest, listen, as a former White Sox player and a White Sox fan, 
the division isn't very good. So how much does that help you out? Especially, like you said, your owner calls you and says, hey, you got some money. You can change the future quickly with the right moves. Yeah, I, I think because of uh, some of the, like a Bobby Witt Jr., it, it gives you reason to be optimistic. We think we got a superstar in our hands. Uh, and then you just sort of evaluate. I, I don't know exactly what the, the other teams are going to do, but it seems like there's some teams in transition. Uh, we've gone through the transition for two years, and now it's time to push forward. So the timeline of Bobby being in his third year next year and, and Vinny and others, um, it matched up with where our division is and gave us more reason or more motivation to push push right now and try to make a run at it. So has Chris Getz called you about – Salvador Perez yet? Because he seemed to yeah. get every other Royals guy for the White Sox. So the rumor yeah. for a long time was they want Salvador Perez. So is he next to go to the White Sox? No, nah, we're going to keep Salvi. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we, you know, Salvi, Salvi's ecstatic right now. He called me over the weekend and he was so happy because, you know, he's at a point in his career where he, he knows he, he doesn't know how many more years he's going to play, but he wants to win. Um, you know, he's got 10 and five rights and we've had great conversations about where the team is. But at the end of the year, I couldn't look him in the eyes and say, hey, we're going to compete for the Central next year. So after these moves, he's excited and he's motivated. Uh, so I haven't heard from Getsy, and I doubt I will. As much as I like Getsy, I don't think he's going to call on that one. <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, how do you sell a guy like Bobby Witt to stay here in Kansas City with you guys, you know, considering these big market teams out there as well that have bigger budgets? How, how do you sell a guy like that? Well, it's going it's to be challenging. There's, there's no doubt. Um, but, you know, Bobby lives in Texas. It's a short flight for his family to get up here to see him play. He really has embraced the city. He loves playing here. I think the city fits his personality. He knows how much everybody loves coming to watch him play. So, I think it's sort of selling itself right now. And then you just deal with the, the realities of baseball. You know, he, he's going to have opportunity uh, without question. But if, he, uh, if we can get to a number that he's comfortable with, uh, I don't think he has any doubt about staying in Kansas City. He loves it here. Um, you know, he's friends with Patrick Mahomes. He sees what Mahomes does for, for our city from a football perspective. So why not be the, the baseball end of that combination? Uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about ARB, and we are talking about going through arbitration and what a crappy, crappy, just terrible situation that is. Are you in those meetings, and do you fear that with Bobby Witt, like the stuff he's done, he's done historical things here in his first few years, you guys are going to have to go in and tell this young man who is essentially going to lead your team to another World Series, hey, you know what? you did this pretty terrible and you did this pretty terrible. And then the next day come to him and go, Hey, Bobby, what's going on? Like the nice JJ Piccolo hug. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> definitely something you want to avoid. There's no doubt about it. It's um, it's not a system. I think anybody likes, I don't think the players like it. I can just speak from our team perspective. The Kansas city Royals don't like it. Uh, we've been one of the 
more successful teams, I think, in staying out of hearings. We've gone into a couple of the last two, two or three years. But over the course of time, we've not gone to hearings all that often uh, just because we have to sell who we are. We have to sell culture. We have to sell, um, you know, the team concept and anything that takes a chink out of that is harmful to a small market. So we try to avoid it at all costs. And, you know, that's that's part of the motivation as well of trying to get an extension. What's the what's the alternative? You're, you're you're in these offices, you're in these meetings, you're in, you know, the front office meetings and players are doing it with their agents and the players association. What's an alternative? What's a positive alternative that can be good for the game? Because Bobby Witt in Kansas City, to me, is really good for the game. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to know how to structure that thing, but uh you know, you'd like to see some sort of uh, sliding scale based on performance that, that that slots guys into certain numbers. And those numbers have to be acceptable to the PA without question. But to avoid an arbitration hearing, I think it's worthwhile for our game to explore those opportunities. And I believe those types of discussions have been had. Uh, we just haven't arrived at a at a conclusion or, or come to an answer that that satisfies both parties. So. I hope we keep working hard at it because it is one of the, it's one part of the game that nobody likes. Hey, JJ, we got the news basically as we brought you on publicly. We, uh, a lot of us knew about this already, but the MLB competition committee came out with changes. They're not huge, but some changes for the 2024 <coughs> season. 18 second clock with runners on, down from 20. Four mound visits, down from five. If a pitcher starts to warm up before an inning, he must face at least one hitter and the runners land at first has been widened to the infield grass. So my two questions are your thoughts on any of these and also how much of a heads up do you get on these changes? These ones in particular don't necessarily affect much of what you'd be doing with your off-season moves, but still curious if this goes yeah. back to, say, the GM meetings. It does. Uh, during the GM meetings, there's a breakout session. There's five clubs in, in one room across six different rooms. And uh, MLB presents what the proposals are. We have an open discussion about them, take them back to a large, uh, big room with all 30 clubs in. And, you know, I don't think anything was too controversial in, in this year's uh, proposals. So everybody was comfortable with it. You know, the, the clock, you know, knocking off two seconds. I think there's an argument to be made that, you know, maybe that's not necessary. But uh, players adapted really well to it. The, the fans like the pace of game. I think players like the pace uh, pace of game. So, you know what? It wasn't that big a deal. The um, you know the one thought I had on the on the uh, runners lane. You know you like that that to be a reviewable play, but um, you know you're not going to get everything you want. But uh, I think they were minor, and there there won't be too many uh, side effects of those rules and too too many complaints. Hey, the runners lane intrigues me as a former catcher. Because every stadium's lanes are cut different, right? The lines are cut different. Some stadiums, the line is right on the edge of the grass. Some there's like a foot. There's, there's, it's different. Are they going to make that universal for every stadium? Because otherwise, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a team and I have a bunch of right-handed fast guys that want to bunt, I could just cut that lane way wider and they could run way more inside. As long, so is MLB going to make that a universal yeah. width? My understanding is there will be a, a minimum width. To that lane so it could be wider I think more to the foul side so my understanding between the grass and the foul line I hope I'm right on this but that's going to be standard um, because that was discussed in those GM meetings and I I didn't see anything that changed that proposal 
but to your point, AJ, that that's what they want. They want consistency uh, with with what that lane looks like. D dumbest rule in the game, by the way. One of the dumbest rules they ever yeah. came up with. Dumbest rule. Yeah. One of the dumbest <laughs> rules. One of the dumbest rules they ever came up with. Because like, a right-handed hitter has to run inside. I mean, unless they're going to make a big. You know, and the base is in fair territory. It's, it's stupid. It's confusing for sure. And that's why I brought up the replay because I feel like when, when we watch it on replay, you can see the intent of the runner. So I, maybe one day that'll get in there. That's interesting. Uh, I want to ask you a question about getting guys like – so that we talked about it during like the Christmas time through New Year's and that kind of stuff. Are you Have you ever signed a guy during that time period or is that just like – an unwritten rule where it's just like we try not to sign guys around. There. Oh, you know what? This year, Thanksgiving, we had something going on Wednesday, and I thought maybe Thursday we'd do it. And, you know, yeah. I said to my wife, you know, I might be on the phone tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I fell apart Wednesday night. I think it would be sort of a weird badge of honor to do it. But um, I think for the most part, people like to take Thanksgiving and Christmas at least a day, two days out of the year, and put the phones down and get back to work the day after that. But uh, I've never done it. You know, to answer your question, okay. I've never done. Well, JJ, I would say this offseason has been moving a bit slowly. We're having fun. We have plenty to talk about. But, I mean, many of the top free agents are still on the board, at least half, depending on how you rank them. And I, I think it's fair to say that Yamamoto is the big prize right now, and there are many other teams that haven't done much that are then going to go to options B and C. Do you think that there will be many people behind the scenes who usually get a little bit of a break between Christmas and New Year's, who will have to say sorry to their family and friends. I've got to work a lot more because let's say Yamamoto signs this weekend and then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of opens up Pandora's box. Yeah, I think so. With every domino that falls, the, the urgency to get something done get, is greater. So, you know, if Yamamoto signs on Tuesday, I would expect the rest of the week to, to really pick up. Uh, people will be working. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I, I think <laughs> our nature is not to sit still anyway. So there's only so much sitting around you can do. Um, but look, it's a competitive business and you don't want to miss out on opportunities. So if it's December 26, teams aren't going to be afraid to do business. So I, I do think it'll pick up. All right, JJ, I was told not to ask yes or no questions, but this is a <laughs> yes or no question. I just need a yes or no. Did you make an offer to Shohei Otani? No. But he we went up and down with Thank his head. Thank you. He said we no. I'd like to tell you we came in everybody. second, but. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And for $2 million a year, you would have signed him? No, no, no. That's <laughs> my question. This is my question. Would you have signed him for $1 a year for 700 million years? <laughs> <laughs> I'll defer to my owner. How's that? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what do you think about, what do you think about, how his his contract was structured and how all that went down. And is it good for the game? Yeah, that, you know that's a it's complicated. Um, you know, on the surface, initially I thought you know that it's not good for the game. But then when you think about the the dollars that are attached to that deal, you know it's difficult to get to that money. So you, you're going to have to be creative. Um, you know, because we weren't involved in it at all. You know, you look back on it and. You try to think for the Dodgers and the other teams that were in on it. You know, they spent a lot of time on it to try to make it work. Um, so I give them a lot of credit. He's an unbelievable talent. Just talking to, to Hunter Renfro this week, you know, how good is Otani? What type of teammate? He raved about him, you know. So he's clearly 
one of, if not the most elite guys in the game. And um, teams had to get creative to make it work, so I give him credit. JJ, he's already signed. You can admit to us that the Royals were in. He flew into Kansas City. <laughs> he took him to, what is it, Stack 39 for some barbecue. Maybe, what is it, Lydia's, the Italian place? Lydia's, you know, yeah. He, Lydia's he's good. already signed. You, don't, you can tell us what really yeah. happened with Yeah, the <laughs> yeah no, I wish I had better news for you. <laughs> we were focused on other things. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Grinky. What about Zach Grinky? He's, he's come out and said he wants to pitch again. I know he's a, he was a Royal last year. He came up as a Royal, won a Cy Young as a Royal. Any chance? I know it's going to be hard. So this is a yes or no question. Will Zach Grinky pitch for the Royals next year? <laughs> that's a tougher no. yes, no question. <laughs> that's a tougher one. Um, look, I know I'm not supposed to comment on free agents, but we, we love Zach Greinke. I, I was so happy that we were able to get him back here the last two years. Uh, he was a shot in the arm for us, just the, the way he goes about his business. Uh, we'll see where the offseason goes. I, I, you know, if we're going to be continue to be active, there may be opportunity for him to come back that that didn't that doesn't exist today. Um, but it may change. You know that there, we we have basically two months, and really you count spring training. We have over three months till opening day, so we're, we're going to leave all options open. All right, you said something there that I'm like, I, I, I guess you hear that, but to hear it from you, like, why can't you comment on a free agent? Is that an organizational thing? Is there an MLB rules? Yeah. What? How does that work? That's MLB. MLB rules. We're, we're not allowed to comment on uh, pending free agents or current free agents. Why? So, well, why? I – I wish I wish I I knew why. I think it's just from a competitive standpoint, people trying to leverage things. So MLB wants to control it. So we we have to keep those things uh, private. I'll sure. jump in just for a second. Sorry, Todd. Just on this. <laughs> well, unless you got something on this, then no, my no, no. I, I have a yes or no question too. I haven't get to mine yet. <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to help add context if I can, JJ, because I worked for the league. So I think. If you have people commenting about players too much, they could give away their interest or non-interest in a player, and that could affect the player's market. That's that's how it was explained to me. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's. Uh, I think that's that's dead on. And um, you know, again, I, I don't make the rules. I just play by them, and you know, <laughs> we're 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 reminded every year not to comment on free agents. So, you know, I'd rather not get a call from the commissioner's office. <laughs> Fair. No, keep them out of trouble. What's your question, Todd? What do you got? All right. So how long were you in Jersey for is my first question. So I, I lived in Philadelphia, middle school, moved to New Jersey, went to Cherry Hill West. We used to beat up on Tom's River South. No, that's bullshit, bit. man. Yeah, no, we did. <laughs> we did. Yes, JJ. I love it. Wait, wait. What, uh, what year was this? What year? This is my senior year was 1989. So I was a little bit, little bit before you. Yeah, but, right, uh, right, yeah. but we okay, had some right. good teams. That's fine. I, I, so you you were you were the purple uh, Cougars, right? Yeah. We, well, we were the purple Lions. East was the Cougars. All right. So I got to mix yeah. up. I was just making sure. Yeah. That's what happened. He got me flustered. That's okay. We so, used to play I, that Saturday all day inner squad with you guys. Yep. Yep. Do you remember yeah. the field? How it had the school in right field? You had it over the school. Yeah. That's right. You I got it. Up. So my question is kind of Jersey related. So I'm putting you on the spot here. So if people in Kansas City see this, don't get mad at me. Who has better food, New Jersey or um, is it is it Kansas? Is it Missouri Oof. or is it? Well, I'm both. Not gonna give you we have both, answers. really. Both. So, Kansas, yeah, Kansas City, so, Missouri, and Kansas. You're right on state line. 
I'll say yeah. this. The bar the barbecue for sure is better here. But when you're talking about Italian food and cheesesteaks and sandwiches and strombolis, oh. you know, it's hard you're hard pressed to find that in Kansas City. Awesome. Awesome. That's all that, that's all I got. Yeah. JJ, I've got Dude, one. Kansas more. City's sneaky what? good for food now. No doubt. Kansas City's, no doubt. A, Kansas City's it's a food town. Sneaky good if you know where to go. It's a food yep. town. No doubt. It's it's excellent. Uh, so last one for me, JJ. So uh, from a GM's perspective, obviously sometimes you have to make tough phone calls to you know let someone go or tell them that they've been traded. Do you have any go-to lines or how do you deal with the psychology of that? Maybe calling a player, telling him he's optioned or even calling, say, a coach and telling him that you know the team has to let him go. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 every case is a little bit different, but I, I've just found – the best way to, to, to go is just be honest. You know, be transparent with the player. It's bad news. No matter how it's delivered, it's bad news. You know, now trade's a little different. You know, trade means somebody else wanted you. Uh, but, but when we option somebody down, there's no good way to put it. You just try to explain the situation, be upfront, listen to the player, let him vent. And uh, hopefully, because more often than not, that player's coming back up at some point. So you got to keep him going. So, I just found transparency and honesty is the best way to go. I like that. Well, we respect what you do. Thanks for coming on here. Hope you had a good time with this crew um, and enjoy the rest of your offseason. Keep hustling. We like what you guys have going on there. All right, guys. Thank you, and uh, happy holidays to you all. Thank you. Same to you, JJ. Appreciate you. you. JJ Bacolo, general manager of the Kansas City Royals, hanging out with us on FT Live. It's good stuff. It's good to have the GMs on. I love when the GM come on. Yeah, You you find out things you didn't know, like – why you know we kind of had an idea why they couldn't talk about free agents but then it's interesting you know like he said he got a call from the owner and the owner's like you can spend and he's like go 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 call 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 let's get these dudes here now <laughs> right awesome. it's awesome it has to be a great feeling opposed to aj preller who the owner calls and's like uh yeah you have to cut 50 million now and he's like shit yep some tough phone calls. And also, I think we got some good context on the Bobby Witt situation, which I think is more complicated than most people imagine. It's like, oh, let's just throw $350 million at him or whatever the number is, right? And find a comp, like a Julio Rodriguez comp or whatever. And now, actually, he's got another season down, though, because the more you play, the more expensive you get if you're maintaining productivity. But it's the money. It's convincing him that they're going to win. I, I thought, actually, probably the most interesting part is his combo with Salvi, too. Kratzy, where Salvi called him and he was like, let's go, baby. I'm looking at the news. Yeah. And this is what this is what the Royals with Dayton Moore and JJ was there when I was there. The crew that they have as far as the front office crew, they really do a great job of making it a personal thing. It probably comes back to bite them when you have to fire guys, when you have to get rid of guys. But they do such a good job of making it personal. So to hear that that Salvi called them and was like, yeah, I love what you're doing. Let's go. It re-energizes players, and it gets – this is a leader on this team. He's a different kind of leader, but he's been there, and he's seen it, and he's like, look, this is what's going to happen in this town when we start winning. I can tell you this. As a betting man, a betting man, I watched a lot of Royals games, even mm. when they were well out of it. The one thing that stood out that I'll always remember from the Royals, man, they had guys that could not throw strikes. <laughs> and when you, when you add a guy like Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, 
They're adding veterans that know how to find the fucking strike zone. Will Smith, we didn't even ask him about if they're the oh, favorites since they signed Oh, wait. Damn it. Wait. So, who, Scott, who's the? it's got to be the catcher's fault then if they don't throw strikes, right? Obviously, because they're Obviously, setting up right. in the wrong <laughs> spot. <laughs> you know, those lazy catchers that show up to the field last, That's right. dilly dallying, talking to the media, just picking on the freaking spread in the clubhouse. That if true. they just thought more about the game plan Scott, for once. Scott, we, Scott we can move on real quick. Hurry up. Okay. I killed <laughs> well, let, let's get the. When I wasn't playing. Oh yeah. my gosh, I ate oh so much. Well, the days I was fair. playing, so I didn't. You didn't want to get all feel all bloated and look bad in your uniform. <laughs> but the you days I didn't play, oh, I had like, when I didn't play. I would crush oh. a chocolate like Kit Kats, Crunch Bars, Reese's. I'd go through about Post six game. of them. Dude, in Atlanta, game. Atlanta, we had yeah, Waffle House like come in on Lamb. Sundays. Ooh, oh, <laughs> they'd cater it. They'd they'd have the Waffle House people come in on. Oh my gosh, no. covered, smothered, diced, no. cap. Every, oh, oh, they, oh Atlanta, Atlanta. He used to make the peach crisp, the peach cobbler in that same skillet every single time on the last day, and you played them with the Phillies. We played them all the time. That peach crisp got absolutely smacked by me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> last thing. Do you guys like biscuits? Are you guys biscuit fans? Well, I mean, some of us are from the South, so yes. Uh, I didn't ask if you're from the South, nerd. I asked if you like biscuits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if from the South, you usually yes. like biscuits. <laughs> <You> like biscuits. <laughs> I, I, when you're talking about smothering the cover, I, I can't stand biscuits, bro. Oh, dude, biscuits and gravy are like the now. best. No, dude. with the gravy too. I, I don't. I'm no, not into it. Good one. They've been too dry for you. Dude, dude, if you go, like if you go to a good bit. place and they have good biscuits and gravy, it is like. <laughs> dude, I'm gold, telling baby. you, I, I just I, I don't. I like bread. I like you know, but I just can't get into biscuits. You're, you're gonna have to make me some then. Because people can screw up biscuits. It's one of those. But you, if you get a good like biscuits swan, and gravy, there's certain oh. there's certain food categories that oh. if you fuck it up, you really fuck it up. Yeah. Derek's um, going to eat some biscuits and gravy and some <clears throat> bacon and eggs. Let him Derek know who Derek is. Scenes. <laughs> My guy, biscuits. that's a Christmas dinner, Christmas breakfast. Oh, also, anytime you talk about a food, Kratz probably has a hat that has the food on it. Biscuits, yeah, yeah. bacon, <laughs> whatever it is. Max. He probably played for a minor league team that, yep. you know, had we a day. Played the bacon, the bacon, yeah, when we wore the bacon jerseys for the yes. Iron Pigs, we played the Toledo Mud Hens. <laughs> and they freaking had eggs, eggs on their eggs on their jerseys. Smart. Of course Love they it. did. Yep. <laughs> everybody wanted did. one. I would have bought one. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.